Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! It's a big week across the NBA. The NBA draft is right around the corner. There was a huge trade this weekend, and it might have a ripple effect on the Bulls that we're going to talk about on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench bob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., huge trade coming down the pipeline, and that makes Thursday's draft really interesting. This is going to be a fun week. Yes, yeah, interesting to see how this domino chip will make everything else in the league just fall and make people just scatter to, you know, boast up those rosters and, uh, you know, and trying to you know, form, a, form a team or a super team to get to a championship. Well, you got the potential for a super team in Phoenix now with the addition of Bradley Beal, and I don't know how that's going to work with the new collective bargaining agreement. That's just kind of one part of the conversation this week because Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, they're kind of used in that same breath. We're going to kind of break down all angles of it after I tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of our program. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys have a lot of great stuff over there at the shop to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the network. The official shirt of our program, though, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. We'd like to welcome everyone Tuning in wherever you're catching us, YouTube, Fubo TV is part of Believe TV, TuneIn Radio, Cumulus, wherever you're taking us in. We're grateful to have you here as we're talking about Bradley Beal being traded with Phoenix Suns. This is really interesting. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal on the same team. Terms of the trade before we dive into analysis. The Suns get Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd from the G League. From, from Washington, the Suns are sending Chris Paul Landry Shamit, a couple second round picks and some pick swaps to Washington. Now this trade is not official yet. They're working to get a third team involved to get Chris Paul to a contender. That's from the reporting from Shams and Wode. So huge trade as draft week gets started. Initial reaction to this. Uh, this is crazy. This is a, this is a big this is a big deal. Uh, it's going to make Phoenix even better. But for me, you know, their bench has to get better. They got to find some uh, guys. Um, who can uh, play defense and then, you know, also shoot the three because those guys, those three guys right there are going to cause a lot of uh, attention. So be able to kick it out to open shooters and stuff like that. And a uh, big question for me, are they going to deal Aiden? Are they going to keep him or are they going to deal him? So it's going to be interting to see what happens in that retrospect. And uh, I just think, you know, CP is going to get traded once again, like you said, uh, for a third team and get to a contender, maybe to with uh, the Lakers or somebody like that and, you know, try to win the championship before he's all done. Rumor is the Clippers might be interested. Imagine yeah. Chris Paul back in LA. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Get, you know, finish it up, maybe get him a ring. 
be the first one in Clippers history, I think. So, hey. Yeah, that would be if Chris Paul could get a ring, that would solidify his legacy. And I know his, I saw something yeah. his daughter's been catching strays at school. Like, oh, your dad's never won a ring. Like, are we really doing right, that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, kids are brutal these days, man. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know it's it's brutal out there, man. Yeah. That's what that was. What Olivia Rodrigo did that. It's a it's brutal out here. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's rough. I yeah. mean, but for Chris Paul, like, it's just what a career he's yeah. had playing everywhere. And it, I don't think he's gonna play for Washington. I, I obviously the Wizards would want him. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to want to play in Washington. I think he wants to go to a contender. And I know the immediate reaction from Bulls Nation was Bulls question mark. No, that's <laughs> not going to happen. I don't. I don't think that's even a thought. I don't think they have the capital to get him. I could see the Clippers or the Lakers. And yeah. someone brought up the Clippers being Lob City without anyone to throw lobs to. That would be pretty <laughs> funny. But I, I think either of the LA teams be a good fit for yeah, CP3. I, yeah, I think so too. I think, uh, like I said, they're both veteran teams, uh, well coached teams. So. I think it's going to be uh, a good fit wherever he goes. And like I said, hopefully he can get that get that ring, you know, and just solidify his career, like you said, and put that stamp on it, you know, and retire and go on to the Hall of Fame. Like, I know he's, he's going to, regardless if he wins the ring or not. Oh, he's going in the Hall of Fame regardless. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. He's already there. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and with Phoenix, you brought up Aiton, and that's one part of this whole thing. They've got a lot of money yeah. tied up in these guys. Bill's got a huge contract. You yeah. got DeAndre Aiton, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, you I think I saw what 164 million between the four of them, something yeah. like that. I mean, let me find that real number. Basically, to put it in perspective for you know, bring it bring it back local here. The money that the Suns have tied up in their starting five right now is more than the Bears payroll last year. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. That's a true fact. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just so much money. And I have no idea how that's going to impact things going forward. Like, how does that work with the new collective bargaining agreement? You know? Yeah, it's gonna have to. They gotta work it out. Like I said, I think Aiden's gonna have to go. Uh, they have to figure out some, sign some veteran guys in there, some minimum minimum guys who are gonna come in and take a chance and you know play in a, hopefully a championship team and and better their their uh their roster. So uh, and Coach Brooklyn's gonna have a, a big task ahead in his hand trying to get all those three together and you know and give them to play without the ball and uh, a lot of those both all three of those players need the ball in their hands. So how can they play uh, efficiently without the ball in their hands? Here it is. The salaries of Durant, Beal, Booker, and Aiton, $164 million. I don't know how I remember that number. The payroll for the entire 2022 Chicago Bears, $144 million. That's Crazy. a lot of money in four guys. And yeah, yeah. I, you, you brought up Coach Vogel, and it's someone you know well. You bring in a guy who can manage personalities, who can kind of get guys to buy into their roles, what it seems like he did that in L.A. with the championship team. Like, yeah. I think bringing in a guy like Vogel at this time and adding in a guy like Bradley Beal, I think the more I think about it, the more that's a good match. So I would have gone with more like a Mark Jackson type, but I think yeah, yeah. Frank Vogel has the pieces here. Now he's just got to be kind of the ringleader and keep everybody in their roles and get them to buy in. Yeah. He has to give them to the buy in. I think Frank Vogel is very good at that. Like I said, he had us in Indiana with a young PG, uh, Roy Hibbert, David West, and managed all those personalities so well. And he's going to magnify that time to probably like five or 10 now with these, you know, these guys and these superstars. So, it's going to be interesting to see how he can make it work and make it figured out and, and things like that. So uh, he has, like I said, a big task at his hands, and hopefully he gets a, gets the job done. Well, and this is all just because the Nuggets are ridiculous. Like, you got this roster trying to beat Denver, and I I don't want to get into the debate yet. I think that we're going to save that kind of like for the offseason. We need something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Debate, but the questions of who are you, are you taking, the Nuggets or the Suns, after the way the Suns kind of fell apart this year after the KD trade, because KD didn't play much. Right. It's an interesting question atop the West, but 
Western Conference, the landscape is changing rapidly, and this offseason is going to be full of trades. It's kind of what the sense is. And it's led people to wonder, okay, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, they're used in the same breath a lot. And here's where we're going to kind of bring in the Bulls tie-in here. There's reporting out there from Jake Fisher at Yahoo that the Bulls are quote-unquote quietly shopping Zach Levine, which I'm guessing that means a couple phone calls have been made, just taking the temperature, which is the right thing to do, whether trading Zach is a good idea or not. The right thing to do is see what you can get for him, at least. Am I kind of reading that right? Yeah, for sure. You always want to see what you can get, even if it's uh, you know, your last player on the bench, <laughs> just to see what you can get for him. But uh, I think you definitely, you know, shop around. But you want to make this team better if you can, uh, for now and for in the future. So if you can get something back, some draft picks or a high draft pick and and get into this draft this year, that can, you know, really help you and get a franchise player. So I think you just definitely shop around just to see what's out there, what his value is and stuff like that. But Hopefully, you know, you know, Zach doesn't take it personal. He's a professional. And, uh, you know, all these guys in the league have to know that, too. They're probably getting shopped whether they tell you they're not shopping you or not. <laughs> well, and for Zach, he's been through the rebuild. He's been through the dark years he's been through. He's been through a couple of playoff appearances. Like, he's on the right track. It looked like he was finding his groove there toward the end of the season. Yeah. Now he's coming up in trade rumors again. You just got to hope that it's, he knows it's just a business and he's going to keep doing what he's been doing which yeah. is just getting back healthy, keeping that knee healthy and come back playing as well as he did at the end of the season. But the reason we're bringing this up, the timing of the Bradley Beal trade was interesting because you had that reporting out there. Bradley Beal and Zach Levine, similar contracts. The biggest difference is Zach doesn't have a no trade clause. Bradley Beal had a no trade clause, which is why he could kind of be in control of, I want to go here. Here's what the Wizards will get back. Like he was kind of in the driver's seat with that. Right. And we don't, I don't want to get into the connection of the Bartlesteins, you know, Bradley Beal's agent is Mark, the Suns hired John in April, I think, or maybe I flipped those, but either way, that's part of, that might be part of the conversation here. We don't know, but from a contract standpoint, very similar deals. And you've got two players of a similar skill set. I'd say like Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, they're not going to be your number one alpha dogs necessarily at this point in their career. They can still go out and get you a bucket. They still make a lot of money. So the question I want to pose you can't compare the Bradley Beal return to what Zach Levine can get because of that no trade clause. But what could the Bulls get if they wanted to trade Zach? And we'll get into whether that's a good idea or not later. But if they were to trade Zach, what do you think they could get in terms of maybe draft picks or players? I mean, I think they can get a you know either a solid veteran player with a you know maybe a second round or maybe two second round draft pick, or you can get a a first round draft pick for him and maybe, you know, a couple of second round picks. So I think the value is definitely high for Zach. I think he's, like I said, he's a, a big time player, uh, not necessarily your, your A1 player, but definitely A2, you know, he can be your, be your Robin and you know, get you, get you buckets and get you points. Um, but the key for him is just staying healthy and all that kind of stuff. But I think you can definitely get a lot for him. And I just say again, you're not, Zach Levine's not going to get Chris Paul on a normal deal. Like if this trade was going yeah. down between the Bulls and the Suns, let's say it was Zach instead of Bradley Beal, the Bulls aren't getting Chris Paul. This was because Bradley Beal had a no trade clause and he could kind of be in the driver's seat, control things. But it just leads to also trade the idea of trading Zach. We've said before, we think you build around Zach. He's yeah. the guy that you build around. He's been through this whole thing. You gave him the max contract. I think the guy you trade is DeMar. But if they were to trade Zach instead of DeMar, what would you think about that idea? Obviously, depending on the return. Um, I think it's like, like I said, it's still a good move. Depends on what you get back. Like I said, I would definitely trade tomorrow also because he's a little older. Uh, Zach is younger. 
Uh, and like I said, you gave him the max contract, so you want to make him feel feel valued and feel feel wanted. Uh, so I think you know definitely you got to keep uh, keep the young guy and try to build around him and like get some other draft picks and and stuff like that to kind of shore up that roster. And if you trade Zach, I think you do trade Demar. I think Demar should be traded regardless. Is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. I think he's in the he's due for an extension. Please don't trade Zach and invest a lot of money in Demar at his age. He's mm-hmm. on the other side of 30. He's still playing at a high level, but you don't want to throw too much money at a guy. He's what 34, right? Maybe uh, he's old. Maybe he's younger. Like that, yeah. Somewhere around there, he's in his early 30s. Like, don't throw Demar too much money. But if you were to trade Zach, you're not looking at next year or the year after. You're looking maybe two, three years down the line here. Okay, let's try and give us a a window this wide rather than trading tomorrow where you're like, okay, let's try and flip this thing around quick. Like you'd be playing, you put be playing the long game. And I don't think I'd like that. Yeah, you for sure. Definitely. You definitely trade Zach. You want to be playing uh, the long game, you know, like you said, getting a, a future franchise player in there, maybe some guy kind of like Zach or like tomorrow and kind of have, if you keep tomorrow, have tomorrow kind of just mold them in and, and, uh, and raise them up and show them how to be a, be a player in a professional in this league. But you keep Zach and probably do the same thing too. So Zach's a, I feel like he's a, a good mentor uh, definitely doesn't talk a lot maybe but definitely you know can show young guys how to how to go in this league i also think too if they didn't take these big swings a couple of years ago with the lonzo sign and trade the demar move the caruso move i don't think we'd be worried about a sense of urgency but given the swings that arturis has taken since he took over this team a big swing wouldn't be out of line right now and it would go a long way with the fan base yeah, yeah. after a couple of quiet off seasons and a couple of quiet trade deadlines yeah, yeah, for sure. He has to take some. He has to take some kind of risk, and like I said, to make this roster better and uh, get the fan base back excited about Chicago Bulls basketball. Because, like you said, once the once the Bulls basketball team is good, the fan base is always there. They're there, you know, good years and bad years, but uh, definitely in the good years, they're really there cheering the fans on. Uh, I know for sure, and uh, you know, the city is always buzzing when the, when the Bulls are good. Absolutely, and I think no matter what happens, all eyes are on Thursday. NBA drafts coming up Thursday night, Barclays Center, New York. We have talked at length about the amount of storylines here. What's Portland going to do? What's Dallas going to do? Are the Bulls going to find a way to get on the board? I sure as hell hope they do with some of these names that are on that board. I really want some of these guys. But right now, as we sit here recording this podcast, they don't have a pick. And I just think the bill move is going to be the start of a domino effect. The next domino is Damian Lillard. You've talked, you think Portland should trade Dame. I saw Shams on McAfee today. I didn't get the whole transcript from it, but I think the indication is Dame wants to stay in Portland. So you've got an interesting balancing act going on here. Next 72 hours are going to be huge. Am I wrong to say that Damian Lillard is going to be the next one off the board? And after that, the rest of the offseason pieces should fall into place. I mean, I think so. I think he's uh, shown his loyalty enough. Uh, he's given that franchise everything he can give him, uh, playoff runs, huge 50, 60 point games. Uh, so I think you know, it's just time for him to, to get a fresh start, you know, get to a contender, get to get to where he can have a, another, you know, uh, Batman to his Robin, whatever, and uh, try to get a championship. So I think he's definitely the next one on the board. And after that, the chips and the domino are going to fall, you know, left and right. And it won't be shocking. Because <laughs> I see both sides. I can see why he'd want to stay in Portland. And hey, you had the number three pick. Go get me a strong Robin. And I can yeah, be yeah. Batman. And I can take right. over. And I have, that's why. I know Blazers fans don't want Zach. They've made that abundantly clear on Twitter. I, I read those. I get a couple of my replies because I have a couple of Blazers fan friends from college. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want Zach. Right. That's fine. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, could you imagine 
Dame can score in all facets. He can he can pass. He can get in the mid range. He can shoot the dagger three. Imagine having Zach Levine with him on the outside too, because you can't leave one of them open. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that'd be definitely a leap though. But I don't know if that still gets them, you know, to where, uh, especially in the West Western Conference, uh, that Western Conference is going to be so tough next year with Sacramento Lakers, uh, Clippers, <laughs> top to bottom. That 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 conference is going to be going to be uh, you know, pretty bolstered. So it's going to be hard to even get to the playoffs next year and then, you know, try to get back to that Western Conference Finals or get even get to the championship. Well, and that's the other thing with this Dame move is, okay, you have the rights to either Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. It's going to be one of the two. I don't know where yeah. Charlotte's going to go. They haven't really given a clear indication of right. where they're going to go with that pick. That's something we could talk about toward the end of the show because there's been a lot of moving pieces there. But if you're Portland, you're sitting there going, we've got a, we've got a chance at a guy who can change this franchise do we want to keep that pick and move our star player and start a rebuild if we're not going to compete in this anyway? Or do we take the big swing? Bradley Beal's off the board now. That's yeah. one That's one I would have maybe thought about if I'm Portland and yeah. Washington would have wanted that number three pick too. Like, that's the other thing. Like, what do you, who do you turn to next? I don't know who's going to be on the market. I don't know who's going to be looking to move. Like, you got 72 hours here to figure that out. It's going yeah. to happen quick. Yeah, it's gonna happen fast. I think they trade Dame. I think they get something back, and then they, you know, uh, draft Scoot, uh, Scoot Henderson. I think he's a, a powerful guard. He looks kind of like a kind of like a maybe a, a Dame kind of, but he can probably uh, needs to work on his jump shot a little bit better. But I mean, uh, I think he's explosive. Um, so I think you know that could be a future franchise player right there, and uh, you can just build around him, and hopefully he kind of transcends like Dame did. See, if it's Brandon Miller at three, though. Because if Charlotte wants to pair Scoot Henderson and LaMelo Ball, you've got one of the most exciting young backcourts in the game. Yeah. The only one I'm putting ahead of them is Cunningham and Ivy in Detroit. Right. Like, I think if, if Charlotte was to take Scoot, it would go Cade and Jaden in Detroit at number one, LaMelo and Scoot at number two for most exciting young backcourt. Like, right, yeah, yeah. You've got that sure. opportunity. But I also understand if you want to go for a guy like Brandon Miller who can who's he can play three, you can move him to the two if you want. He can shoot three, he's a decent defender. Yeah. What Charlotte does at two, there's so many things that need to happen here. Right. And you're playing the what if game. Cause let's say you trade Dame, hope to get scoop. Bam. Charlotte takes him. Yeah. You take Brandon Miller. What do you do now? Do you rely on Anfrey Simons then? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. You paid him and you have confidence in him. Uh, he's definitely, you know, uh, a big time player. I think uh, you, you let him, you know, take the keys to the ship and, you know, and see if he can do it for you. If not, then you kind of, you're definitely in this rebuilding phase anyway. So you just kind of, Keep moving the pieces until they really just match up for you. Yeah, it's gonna be all about it's a, it's a game of chess. This is why I'm so yeah. bad at chess. I can't anticipate what's <laughs> gonna come next. Like I refuse to play chess. I right. can never tell you. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna move my queen's knight, whatever, and I this guy's gonna do this. I'm like I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like this is why I talk into the microphone about oh right. what could happen. Right. I can't tell you what will happen. Yeah. I can tell you what I want to happen. It doesn't always happen that way, but I can tell you yeah. what I want. Like yeah, yeah, it's sure. one of those things that, and that's why the 72 hour window here, we're recording this Monday afternoon. The draft is, is Thursday night. This is going to help shape the entire off season. Cause I think we're going to get some kind of answer on Dame before yeah. the draft. It might, if it happens during the draft, fine. I think either before or during the draft, we're going to find where Portland's going to be next year. They're going to be building or they're going to try and stay competitive in a really tough Western conference. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, like like you said, seventy two hours of time is ticking. And uh, you know, what are they going to do? What calls are they going to make? What moves are they going to make? And uh, how can they do it to help better their team? But also, like I said, just be be loyal to Dame and uh, for all that he's done for that franchise. So 
going to be interesting to see what they do. It's going to be very interesting. I just think all eyes right now with the Bradley Beal trade done, which that came about fast. Like We right. got word last week from Shams that if Washington decides to rebuild, they're looking into a Bradley Beal trade. And then all of a sudden they're serious suitors with Miami and Phoenix. And then he's off to Phoenix. Like that happened fast. Like this is going to happen really quick. This entire off season is going to happen very fast. You cannot rest. Like, I don't know how Shams and Woj do this. Like, I don't think they sleep. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think they sleep either. I don't know who they call or who get, who gives them information, all that kind of stuff. It'd be very interesting to see how they get their information, but. Yeah, it's going to start real fast and during the draft and then, you know, the free agency, you know, just to see all the money that's going to be, you know, given out and doing that free agency is definitely crazy and kind of exciting to see. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Like the NBA offseason is one of my favorites because it just feels like this ongoing drama of, yeah. okay, who's going to who's going to get moved? Who's going right, to get yeah. pissed off and one out? Like who's going to – it's right. so many things. I've, there are there have been times I've wanted to text Shams and like, hey, you want to come on the show? Because, right. I mean, we went to Loyola together. Yeah, and yeah. he there and i'm sitting there thinking he's not gonna have time to answer my text he's gonna he's <laughs> I, he doesn't sleep he's either gonna be pounding right. coffee or taking a power nap or uh, i mean he's, he's doing tv stuff now too right, like yeah. i don't know and Woj does he, i saw him on first take the other day like after the john morant news came out right like, it and with that i mean that whole thing too with memphis what are they gonna do next like, there's right. so many questions that have to be answered this offseason i just think yeah. until we get through the draft we're not gonna know how this offseason goes yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it all is, runs through Brooklyn right now. Yeah, yeah. The draft is definitely, you know, uh, the tell the fall tell of what's going to happen. You know, when the where the dominoes start to fall and things like that, and what what can happen, you know, in free agency. So it's going to be interesting to see, and uh, I'm very excited to see where players get drafted, who gets traded, all that kind of stuff. So I'll definitely be watching. <laughs> and remember, the Jimmy Butler trade happened on draft night. Yeah, that that reset the Bulls clock. Yeah. Is Portland going to make a trade to reset their clock? Is someone else going to make a big move and jump into the top three? Because this top three, I mean, yeah, Victor's going number one. That's there's not going to be any debate at all. If, the big debate's going to be two. Like, what if Victor doesn't go number one? <laughs> if that doesn't happen after all this, after all this hype, and Victor Wembanyama doesn't right. go number one, first of all, Spurs fans are going to be as pissed off as I've ever seen right. any fan yeah. base. Yeah, I mean, you got guys getting tattoos already and ordering right. jerseys. Like, yeah. if Victor doesn't crazy. go number, it's going to be the upset of the century. And I'm yeah. ta- I'm not talking like the 2000s. I mean, the last hundred years, the upset of all time. Yeah. If Victor doesn't go number one, someone like was projected to go number one just didn't. I mean, you know, drop down a little bit. I don't know when the last draft like something like that has happened. I don't know. <laughs> it happened in draft day. Yeah. <laughs> little different situation. There. All right, yeah. Can't go off movies. <laughs> if you've seen <laughs> Trouble with the Curve, same thing happened. <laughs> right. Not to that extent. Like it would be something out of a Hollywood movie though, if one of Brandon Miller's Scoot Henderson just jumped up to number right. one and and you got Pop sit Pop sitting there with Victor at one going, Screw that, I want Brandon Miller. Like, right, yeah. You, the, yeah. the reaction. I, w- I wouldn't put it by Pop, man. He's known <laughs> to do the unthinkable. <laughs> it would be unthinkable. That would be all time stuff. And I think yeah. whatever Charlotte decides to do, they're gonna be in a good position with a young, talented roster and just keeping healthy is gonna be the big thing. I I see arguments for both guys. They're bringing them yeah. both back for workouts, I guess, because now yeah. Michael Jordan's selling his stake in Charlotte, which we didn't, you know, get into much today. But we'll we'll save that. I mean, whatever they do, they can't go wrong either way. Yeah. Programming note of sorts: if the Bulls find a way into the draft in time, and it's again time's ticking, we'll be back here with some kind of reaction Friday. I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know if we're even gonna do it. We'll have you covered for a draft reaction. We'll be getting you ready for free agency as well. Even the Bulls have no money. They 
not a lot to do, but you know, we're going to have it covered from a national and Vols perspective all the way through. It's going to, again, the summer NBA doesn't sleep in the off season. So we're, we're going to get sleep. Unlike Woj and Chom. we're going to sleep, but we'll be here keeping you covered on everything. Man, this is getting really interesting down the stretch. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV over at BetOnline to use that 50% welcome bonus. Fire shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance, shop.believe.com. Thanks again for checking us out. YouTube, Fubo TV, TuneIn, Cumulus, wherever you're listening to us or watching us, we are grateful you are a part of the party. CJ, I don't know if we might talk again later this week. We'll talk again next week. Either way, a lot of moving pieces here in the next seven days. Yep, yep, yep. Let's make some moves, Bulls. Do something great. Please do something. Shock the world. (laughs) Please do something. I just, I don't even want to shock the world. Do something. Right. (laughs) Give us something more to talk about than what is and potentials. Like, I know it's that time of year, but please give us something concrete. We will talk to you next time we talk to you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.